0: We are happy to be joined by you for the second episode of the NECBL podcast. I'm your host, Christiana. Uh, joining me alongside is Daniel Curran. Have you been, Daniel?
1: Chris, I've been good. This has been an exciting season so far in the NECBL. We're about halfway through, around, you know, 20, 21, 22 games played or so. And, you know, I feel like we're starting to see which teams are going to be the teams to beat, uh, in August and which players are going to be the ones to look out for in the all-star game. And it's been exciting to see.
0: Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, you know, last time we, uh, we spoke on here, you know, we were kind of at the beginning stages of this season and, you know, there wasn't a lot of separation, but we've, we've kind of reached that point where, um, where we know, you know, who's hot, who's not. And, uh, you know, in terms of players, um, there's been one guy who's been above and beyond. Um, and, you know, that's where we're going to start the show is, uh, you know, it's it's hard not to acknowledge him. We're going to talk about Brian Ignafo uh, from the Upper Valley Nighthawks uh, out of eastern Illinois. Uh, you may, you know, if you've, if you've been following uh, the NECBL on social media you probably recognize him he's been player of the week twice now and he was on uh on a roll another week so you know three out of four weeks he's been honored and rightfully so uh he's hitting he's currently hitting 430 with a 1337 OPS he has eight home runs 37 RBI and also it should be acknowledged 10 stolen bases in uh in a little over 20 games for Ignapo. He's been, or I think exactly, he might be at exactly twenty games. Uh, he's been uh, unbelievable this this season and pretty crazy to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, when he has his good games, they are not just good; they are great. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games this season with multiple RBIs. Nine yeah. games they've played, you know, a little more than twenty. So that's close to half the games. He's driven in at least two runs. He's hit in all but four games so far. Uh, he's just been tremendous day in and day out for the Nighthawks. A third, like you mentioned, Chris, a thirteen thirty-seven OPS and eight forty-eight slugging, uh, among the league leaders, uh, pretty easily. And I mean, yeah, this is a guy that's made every bit of difference for this team. They're averaging 6.41 runs per game. That's the second highest in the league. And you look at a guy like Ignafa that's been, you know, he's been otherworldly. He has eight out of their 14 home runs this year as well. So that's been very impressive. And this guy is leading the team uh, into a hopeful playoff run.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. uh, You know, leading the Nighthawks to what is now, as we record this episode, uh, two games above 500 at 12 and 10 in that North division. Um, You know, and you talk about leaderboards, uh, Ignafo's, you know, all over. He's first in average. He's first in hits, first in home runs, first in RBI. Uh, He's tied for second in doubles. He's fifth in stolen bases. Um, Also, you know, first in OPS. Uh, First in OPS by a couple hundred points, might I add. Um, And, you know, usually, you know, you don't want to... uh, highlight you know just one player but ignafo has been that good where you you have to acknowledge it because you know he's been a perennial player of the week candidate uh three weeks in a row certainly
1: chris and we're at the halfway point right now of course there's still a lot of baseball left to be played this season but as it stands right now i mean he's he's got to be the front runner for league mvp and certainly you know nothing's set in stone yet but when you look at the way he's been playing right now, it's hard to imagine that anyone at this point has been, has played above his level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's someone where, yeah, you, you hope that uh, um, you'll be able to see him in the NACBL Home Run Derby, which will be uh, July 24th at the Shark Tank um, in uh, in Martha's Vineyard, Oak Bluffs, Massachusetts. Um, and, you know, hoping he's uh, he's going to be starting that all-star game as well, because, uh, that's something that we would be all very intrigued to see, uh, you know, with, with Ryan Ignapo's, uh, this, uh, power on display. Um, so yeah, he's been, uh, he's been something else to watch. Uh, he's, you know, he had a nine RBI game against North Adams a couple of weeks ago. It's just been, um, it's been, it's been incredible. Um, (laughs) So, from hot players to hot teams, we, you know we've had a few uh, a few teams really um, really getting on fire the past few weeks. But I guess we should start with the team that's been on fire the whole year and just had a historic run to start the year. They're twenty one and three right now. Um, the Vermont Mountaineers just continue to dominate. Uh, we can get yeah we can get into uh, you know. The statistics behind their success uh so what do you have on uh on the vermont mountaineers yeah i mean vermont's been playing
1: extraordinarily well of course you mentioned 21 and three and you got to be good all around for that to happen that's exactly what they've been they rank second in the league in ops currently with a 705 uh, they're, they're first in batting average with a 260 and on the pitching side they have the best era in the league at 2.52 they also have uh, the most the least amount of hits per nine allowed uh, 6.2 hits per nine which is very impressive obviously you want to limit the traffic on the bases the walk rate has been uh one of the has been pretty good 4.2 right now which is around the midpoint of the league but when you're giving up that little amount of hits it's going to be hard to for base runners to come in even on walks so that's been extraordinary for them they're averaging seven runs per game which is the most uh, in the league. Chris, you want to get into uh, some of their big players?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned the pitching staff. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, you know, a long list of impactful pitchers from Vermont, um, from the Mountaineers. Uh, I guess uh, leading the lead or leading the team in innings is uh, their starting pitcher, Max Parker. Um, he's made four starts. He has 21 innings pitched and a 2 ERA. He's out of Le Moyne college in Syracuse, New York. Uh, I believe he was on the honor roll, uh, the first week, um, of, in the first week of NACBL action, um, you know, 21 innings, 20 strikeouts. And then we also have, uh, Joey Kosowski who is out of fairly Dickinson university. Uh, he has a one eight nine ERA in 19 innings pitched, um, You know, just a very, very quality arm out there. Uh, One of the reasons why the Vermont Mountaineers lead in ERA. And then when you go to the bullpen side of things, uh, there are some elite arms. Luke Carpenter has thrown 11 innings and has yet to allow a single run. Luke Luke Carpenter is out of Dartmouth College. And then another bullpen arm who uh, who has really stood out. Is Brendan McFall, who has uh, appeared in eight games, he's thrown twelve innings, he's only allowed one earned run, and uh, and struck out thirteen batters in his twelve innings. He's out of Tufts University, over in Medford, Mass. Uh, you know he's he's uh, really made a, a quality impact out of that bullpen. And then on the position position player side of things, everyone's contributing, but I think the uh the, you know, probably the biggest contributor on that offense has been Jerry Syracusa. He's been very consistent uh, throughout the year. He's hit 385 with a 945 OPS. He has 16 RBI in 19 games. Uh, Jerry Syracuse, by the way, is out of UMass Lowell. And, uh, you know, with impact players like that, uh, it's, it's kind of easy to see why the Vermont Mountaineers have been as successful as they are. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to see um, where it ends up for them when the the playoffs come. It'll be very exciting to see them in action.
1: Yeah. And just going over a few more names, Chris, uh, on the pitching side in the bullpen is Jack Metzger, who's been their closer for the year. He's also at a Dartmouth College. Uh, 15 and a third innings thrown from him this year, four saves. And he has, get this, 10.6 strikeouts per nine, 18 strikeouts and 15 in the third innings. That's over a strikeout per inning. That's very good. But also just two walks, two walks allowed in uh, 15 in the third innings. That is nine strikeouts for every walk that he has. Very impressive stuff from him. Also a 235 ERA. Uh, he's been remarkable for them, obviously, with four saves. You know, he locks it down in the ninth inning and beyond that as well.
0: Uh, yeah. Um yeah, there's quality, you know, quality arms starting the game, quality game or quality guys mm-hmm. ending the game for the Vermont Mountaineers. Um, they've really, yeah, they've really gotten contributions from everyone on that team. Um so there's they've been on they started on top uh, you know, in the first week of the season. They've stayed on top. Um I guess we can talk about a team that Um, maybe didn't have the uh, best start, but have gotten things rolling. And, uh, you know, they're in playoff contention now. Uh, Talking about the Sanford Mainers, they have won nine of their last 13. Um, As you know, last week they had uh, representation for the player of the week and pitcher of the week with uh, Quinn McDaniel out of Maine Arono. He... Uh, one player of the week and then Sonny Fauci out of St. John's University uh, had a very good start um, last week where he had 14 strikeouts and yeah they've won nine out of thirteen what have you seen out of the uh, out of the Sanford Mainers
1: yeah I mean it's been a full team effort um, particularly I mean if we're looking at the whole season you know they had a they had a tough start but they've been coming around like you mentioned nine out of the last 13 They've
0: won. They've just been remarkable. Um, Sonny Fauci, by the way, he's you know he he won pitcher of the week, but he's been good all year. He has a .82 ERA in uh in four appearances, which includes 22 innings pitched. He has 29 strikeouts in those 22 innings pitched. Um, he's been he's been very remarkable uh, specifically, and uh, we will uh, we will get into some more players that have been making an impact for Sanford. There have been some other significant Sanford pitchers uh, just in general throughout the year, but uh, you know, specifically in the past week, I know at least one of them uh, hit the, uh, hit the weekly honor roll. Uh, The Aftham brothers, they've been very good all year. Um, Brady Aftham has been a very, very quality reliever. He's had 21 strikeouts, In 11 innings pitched this season. Uh, And he also has two saves. And then his brother Bryce, um, Brady Atham, by the way, out of UConn, and Bryce Atham out of University of Southern Maine. He's had four starts, five total appearances, 22 innings pitched, and a 1.64 ERA. Uh, And also his brother Brady, uh, in his 11 innings, has not allowed a single. Has uh, not allowed a single run. Uh, he's been. He's been. Uh, extremely, extremely good. Both of them have been extremely, extremely good, and they were two of the catalysts for a stretch where they won eight out of nine, and uh, really made up ground in that North Division. Uh, who are Who are some of the other uh, guys you are looking at from Stanford?
1: Yeah, Chris, just looking at the last uh, week or so, the last seven days they've had a lot of contributors, specifically on offense. Uh, Matt Polk out of Vanderbilt is an infielder for them. Over the last seven days, he is hitting 409 with a 10.03 OPS. He's been remarkable for them. Certainly the catalyst of the offense. Uh, also, Aiden Kane, who is out of Delaware, the first baseman for the team. Uh, he is a 400 average as well uh, with a 993 OPS. That's Uh, 19 plate appearances Polk was in 24 they've had a lot of guys that have been coming through for them another one being the catcher Grant Nipp who is out of Campbell University and in the last seven days he is a 278 batting average a 667 slugging for a 983 OPS he's been pretty remarkable that's also in 19 plate appearances uh one more that I'll name real quick has been Joey Rezick out of East Carolina University. He's an outfielder for them. He's batting four twenty nine with a nine twenty nine bat or OPS, uh, and that's only in uh, eight plate appearances. So it's been a small sample size, but either way, he's been getting it done when they've needed him to, and that's really important. He's helped win some games for them, and that's just one of the some of the many offensive performers that Sanford has seen over the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, um, what one thing I'll say about Grant Nip. Um in uh in one of the in one of Sanford's wins, uh it actually happened Wednesday night against uh Newport. Uh he it was extra innings, game was tied, uh hit a home run, had uh had one of one heck of a stylistic bat flip. Um, yeah. it was pretty spectacular to see, very clutch moment from him. And Sanford has had has had a couple clutch wins in that Newport game. Uh they were down four to two in the ninth. Uh, they came back to tie it and then they won it in extras. And then they uh, they had an eight run comeback win. Uh, they were down nine to one to Winnipesaki. They came back and, uh, and won that game as well. Uh, so yeah, they've had their share of clutch moments. and uh, it's been they've been very fun to watch uh, over the past couple of weeks. Absolutely. It's gonna, you know,
1: it's gonna they're gonna make an interesting run. Certainly, uh it's gonna be tough to cut catch Vermont at this point, but they are, you know, after a tough start, they've gotten themselves back in the mix in that North Division. Uh they are they're in third in the division with a 10-13 record, ten and a half games back of the Mountaineers. So certainly that's gonna be a tough task, but two and a half games behind Upper Valley for second. You no, know, they can still make a run of the playoffs. They have brought themselves back into it this year.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Newport-Sanford game I was talking about was Wednesday the 22nd. I may have said the wrong day. Um, but speaking of Newport, they've been on a roll. They've uh, taken control of the coastal division. Uh, They have won six in a row. They're currently 14 and eight. Uh, And yeah, they've been rolling on all cylinders last night. uh, They had a walk off against North shore. Um, Yeah. They've been uh, they've been doing very well. So who for you has been, you know, really rolling for Newport lately?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people, especially in that offense, Newport's offense, uh, leads the NECBL and OPS currently with a 723 uh, they've had one of the more powerful offenses over there at Cardin's field tw- or 18 home runs that is second in the league uh, to Keene. they're also fifth in runs per game and they've just been uh, you know clicking on all cylinders especially on offense and when you look in the last seven days, uh, you got to look at the guy that's been doing it all season for them, and that has been Colton Ledbetter out of Samford University. Uh, doing great all season, but overall in the last seven days, a 368 batting average with 23 plate appearances and 842 slugging for a 1320 OPS. And if you look at the whole season, he's just been remarkable as well, like I mentioned. Uh, he's hitting 333 with a 1097 OPS in 99 plate appearances. So, I mean, all year he's just been on for the Newport goals. Uh, looking further, uh, over the last seven days, Colton Freeman out of Dartmouth College is hitting 316. he He's been excellent for them. Also, uh, Joshua Kuroda-Gower out of Rutgers, New Brunswick. He's been fantastic. Uh, in 17 plate appearances over the last week, hitting 400 with an 11:38 OPS, he's been remarkable as well. I, You know, just like just like the other teams, like a lot of great offensive players that have been coming through for this Newport team. And also I was actually uh, at the Newport game against Danbury uh, at Rogers Park on Saturday, the second Saturday, the second of July. And I was kind of positioned by Newport's bullpen. And like I can tell you, you know, they're on a six game win streak right now. The game I was at made it five in a row and the vibes are there. But like in that bullpen, definitely the vibes are there.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense that, mm-hmm. that the vibes would be there. Considering why that. wouldn't
1: you? Why wouldn't you have fun when you're playing summer ball and you're winning?
0: Yeah, yeah, at the top of the coastal division. And uh, you mentioned some of the hitters. They, um, you know, they. You could argue their biggest contributor, um, or you know, their biggest star of the week was a guy who ended up winning pitcher of the week. Uh, in this past week. Kevin Seiter, uh out of Quinnipiac University, um, literally against the mystic Schooners on uh, uh, last Wednesday, the 29th. He hit the first batter uh, of the game and then he went uh, and then he retired the next 18 and struck out 12 of them. Uh, he was absolutely spectacular. one of the best starts we've seen all season um, in the NECBL, so and even in any league too. Yeah. I mean, any league, absolutely. 12, you know, 19 batter's face, 12 struck out. Pretty unbelievable. One base stuff. runner,
1: no hits, no walks.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, another guy who had a good performance was uh, Colin Lowe. He, yes, he, did. Had, he, uh, he's out of Bryant university. He uh, went five shutout innings, allowed four hits, no walks and struck out five uh, and earned the victory in what was kind of a low scoring affair against Dan three, Earth. nothing. Yeah. So his, uh,
1: his, that was actually a, uh, sorry to interrupt, but that was actually a rain shortened game. Uh, it was an eight inning game.
0: Right. So, you know, his, 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 uh five inning shutout performance was um, very necessary for a, uh, for a game like that where both pitchers are going pretty well. Um, so yeah, Newport, Newport, uh you know, it makes sense why they're, uh, why they've won six in a row and, and yeah, really surging, um, with that, you know, at the top of the coastal division now, um, in a, what is a pretty c- competitive division over there. Um, so, you know, win streaks like this are, uh, are pretty important for a team like that. Absolutely. So last thing we'll get into is, uh, you know, a little celebration time for the NECBL, uh, They've had some alumni reach the MLB uh, pretty recently. Um, one that was very significant, very good story, was Mark Appel. Uh, he was the, he was a Newport goal in 2010 and uh, eventually became the number one overall pick in Major League Baseball. And after what was a, an eight- or nine-year journey in the minor leagues, he made his MLB debut with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, just a very good story.
1: Yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, also, for, also from the Phillies making their debut was Derek Hall. Uh, he is a first baseman for them. He played for the 2014 Keene Swamp Bats, and he had a pretty remarkable start to his career. He's played in five games so far. Uh, each of his first three hits in the major leagues were all home runs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Um, Which is,
1: that's pretty remarkable.
0: Very remarkable. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, really making an impact with, uh, with Philadelphia. So, and yeah, him and Mark Capel, um, some fine NACBL representation in Philadelphia. Um, so, uh, good to see you there. Another player who has made his MLB debut recently in the past, I think, couple of weeks, uh, it was Sean Bouchard. He was a former Newport Gull. Uh, he made his MLB debut with the Colorado Rockies. So, uh, congratulations to him. And most recently was uh, David VR on the Fourth of July. Uh, he made his MLB debut. He played on the Danbury Westerners in 2016. Um, had a had a longer journey in the in the minor leagues uh, to reach the to reach the major leagues and first. MLB pitch he saw, hit it off the wall for a double, and then in his next at bat, hit an RBI single. So uh, made an impact for the Giants, uh, the San Francisco Giants, uh, very quickly, and uh, and yeah, congratulations to him. Became the 26th Wester- Westerner to reach the major leagues and the 192nd uh, NECBL alum to reach the major leagues. So uh, yeah, congratulations to all of them uh, for uh, for you know. Achieving the dream.
1: That's right. At the NECBL, of course, our slogan is keep your eye on the dream. We're seeing a lot of alumni come up, and I'm sure a lot of these people that we're seeing right now are going to be people that people are going to be talking about in the NMLB in the future. They are keeping their eye on the dream. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I guess that's where we will close um, for the NECBL. Please uh, follow the NECBL on uh, all social media. It is at the NECBL on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, you know, check out the new England league on Facebook as well. Um, also make sure to subscribe to the streaming service, uh, for the NECBL, go to watch.necbl.com to catch all the NECBL action online, get the streams quality broadcasts coming to you. Uh, you know, make sure to, uh, subscribe to that. Um, and uh, also, if you enjoyed listening to Daniel and I talk baseball, uh, go check out our uh, other baseball podcast called Above Replacement Radio, where we're talking, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, and uh, subscribe to that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, um, if, you, uh, if you have enjoyed us talking. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the second installment of the NECBL podcast, and uh, we hope to see you next time.